Okay, good evening everyone. Shem Aleichem, Bruchem Abayim. Agutiyar, it's the beginning of the new year, the new month, the first day of Nisan. Takes ten crowns, Rashi tells us. Rosh Chodesh Nisan, HaChodesh Hazel Lachem, Rosh Chodashim. This month, the whole month has Kedushas Rosh Chodesh. So, we want to thank Dr. Zakhem Umeshpachta for once again sponsoring the Shurim on Sefer Vayikra. We thank them very much for graciously sponsoring another series of Shurim, Le'iloi Nishmas of Shlomo Eliezer ben Harav Yaakov Zakaim, and Le'iloi Nishmas Dr. Zakaim's mother, Rivka Bas Tovia Halevi, B'Gan Eden Temenu Chassam, they should be Melitza Yisharm for the whole family, Ad Biyasko El Tzedek. The Babaya family is dedicating the Shurim of Chodesh Nisan, Le'iloi Nishmas Avraham Demikra Albert ben Yaminov ben Esther, whose yard side was Chav Gimel Adar, the day that the Malam says will be the day of the building of the third base HaMikdash. She'ibanimim heri amenu amen. Ne'beganedin temenu chasayi shuvi yamelas yosha for his whole family. For simcha sanachas adbiyas goel tzedek. Tonight's shir is dedicated by the Justman family. Le'inishmas chava shasha bas chayim ber. Ne'beganedin temenu chasa. She should be a Melitza Yishavro family. For Simcha Sanachas, Adbiyas Goel Tzedek. Tonight's show is once again dedicated by our good friend, Reb Kenny Pinsauer. For our Rafush Shalema, for his mother, Dina Baschana, Shishab Rafush Shalema, Bukarev, Besar Shachal Yisrael. Okay, Marvara Abaisai. First of all, if you didn't get the new Sefer, here's, you came to the right location. You could get it right here. An actual copy. You see this, Gedalia? This is, did you get your copy yet in Norfolk, Virginia? As real, could you see it? It's a very nice, uh, nicely done. And so the question is, so then you don't have to come to the shear because uh, you have the book. No, no, no. This is new information. We never saw this before. We never said this before. Bezos Hashem, you know, I was in the farm store this week, and I saw they reprinted the Haggadah to the Chida. The Chida wrote six Haggadahs. So I was thinking, this is, you know, this is nothing. Bezos Hashem Hashem should give many, many more insights. We should be zoicha l'hagdot har l'hadira. Okay, so very interestingly, we say in the Haggadah, Yachal Meirash Chodesh. I would think that you have to expand, expound upon the events of Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim from Rosh Chodesh. That's now. Meaning I have a Havamina that you should say the Haggadah right now. The Gemara actually has a Havamina. We should get together and say, Manishtana tonight, Avodah Mayinu, Mitzchil Oivdei Avodah Zara. I would have thought from Rosh Chodesh, Talmud Loimar Bayoim Ahu, therefore the Torah says, V'yigat Halabincha Bayoim Ahu, it has to be that day. Meaning, we'll see what day that is. Where can we get the Haggadah? Where can we get the Haggadah? I was hoping you would ask that question. <laughs> we, we rehearsed this. He, he asked that exact <laughs> Right time. I'm just going to mute everyone, though. <laughs> um, uh, you could get it at better Svarim stores, okay? Or you could get it... Well, contact me. We'll, 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 we'll connect you. Okay. The Gemara has a Havamina that you, could, you should start speaking about the events of Yitzhiyot Mitzrayim and you, and you should be Mekayim, the mitzvah of Sipur Yitzhiyot Mitzrayim, on Rosh Chodesh, right? It's Mamish 
the Tanoim have a Havni. You know, some people, they don't say Tachnon on the 16th and 17th of Adar, because the Gemara has a Havamina, maybe you should lay in the Megillah on the 16th and the 17th. The Gemara's Maskon is, you're not allowed to. But just a Havamina is enough of a reason not to say Tachnon. So now the question is, why would I think you could say the Haggadah tonight? Can you imagine? Imagine if you came home after the share. I learned tonight that we have to have a Seder right now. Well, you know, there are cookies, there's, there, everything's uh, in, in disarray. Who could... Th- you know, right now, the, 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 the Brisa has a Havamina that you should start to discuss events in Tzitz Mitzrayim on Rosh Chodesh. So no, therefore it says, Bayoimahu on that day. So the Brisa continues... I bayoimahu. If we would say bayoimahu, I would think you could speak about yom during the daytime, meaning the day of the fourteenth Talmud loimar Therefore, it says refers to something you point to. What are you pointing to? The matzah, meaning you can only talk about the events of Yitzias Mitzrayim at the time you eat the matzah, which is the night of the fifteenth. So what we're going to discuss tonight is, Be'ezus Hashem, two or three main questions. Number one, why would I think you should fulfill the mitzvah of Sipro Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim now? Why now? What happened on Rosh Chodesh Nisan? Did something happen on Rosh Chodesh Nisan that I would think you should discuss the events of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim? By the way, if you look in number 16, the Avudraham seems to be bothered by this question. Rabbi David Avodram, one of the great Rishonim, why would I think you should discuss the events of Tzitz Mitzrayim on Rosh Chodesh? He says, because just like Moshe Rabbeinu commanded the Jewish people about the Karban Pesach on Rosh Chodesh, when did Moshe come and say, Yidin, we're gonna, the Pesach is coming, you're going to have to take a Karban Pesach. When did Moshe communicate with the Jewish people? In the beginning, in Parshas Bay, Moshe Rabbeinu came to the end and he said, uh, on Rosh Chodesh, you know, in 10 days we're going to take the, the Pesach and you're going to tie it to your doorpost and you're going to shecht it. So since Moshe Rabbeinu began to command Kal Yisrael on Rosh Chodesh Nisan, I would have thought you should speak about Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim on Rosh Chodesh Nisan. I mean, is that a very compelling reason? Because Moshe started to tell us about Pesach on Rosh Chodesh, so therefore you would think you should be Mesaper Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim on the day that Moshe told us about the mitzvah of Karim Pesach? By the way, the Archais Chaim, also one of the Rishonim, in his second shot, he says, we know there's a machloikis in Pesachim, I believe on the Avav. When do you start learning Hilchas Pesach? Most the Chachamim say 30 days. Rav Shem Gamliel says, two weeks before from Rosh Chodesh. So says the Archais Chaim, since you begin learning Hilchas Pesach, according to Rosh Shem Gamliel, two weeks before, therefore I would think you should start to be Mesaper B'Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim on Rosh Chodesh. By the way, we don't hold like Rosh Shem Gamliel, right? We hold Shailin V'darshim Hilchas Pesach Kodem Pesach Shloishim Yoyim. Rav Aaron Cutler says, the fact that the Haggadah says, Yachal Me Rosh Chodesh, that's a raya, the author of the Haggadah was Rosh Shem Gamliel. There's a big question. Who wrote the Haggadah? Right? So in this humble work, we bring ten different opinions. That was last year's year about who wrote the Haggadah Shabbat Pesach. Rabbi Aaron Cutler asserts it was Rav Shem Gamliel. He brings another raya. 
we say in the Haggadah called Ditzrich Yesevi Yipsach. Anybody need to be part of the Karim Pesach? Come join my Karim Pesach. What's the halacha? When you shech the Karim Pesach, anybody who wants to participate had to have been part of it at the time of the Shechita. Ha-Pesach inoy nishchad elo The Pesach is only shechted for those who were appointed to be part of the Karim Pesach. You can't shech the Pesach and then a guy says, Oh, you want, you want a piece of meat? Come join. No, you had to be part of it at the time of the Shechita. So how could you say, Oh, anyone who needs a Karim Pesach? Yeah, come. It's already shechted. It's too late. However, what if you shechted the Pesach without any kavan at all, and you have in mind, whoever comes later, retroactively, that's who... I had him in mind when I shechted it. What's that called in halacha? Retroactive clarification. What's retroactive clarification called? Breira. Do we hold yesh breira or ain breira? We hold ain breira. Rav Shimon Gamliel holds yesh breira. The fact that we could say, called ditzrich yesei v'yifsach, Whoever needs, come be part of the Pekar Pesach. That means we're using retroactive clarification. That's another raya of Shingam Leo wrote the Haggadah. That's Rav Aaron Cutler. But again, we don't hold you start speaking about Hilchos Pesach two weeks before. So what's the Havamina? Yachal Meirosh Chaydash. So look at the Archos Chaim. Look at number 17. And look at number 18. Yachal Meirosh Chaydash. Why? Shehizchila HaGeula. Because the Geula began. Likewise, the Perush attributed to Rashbam in number 18. He says, Yachal Meresh Chodesh, Shehizchila HaGeula. The Geula started. It did? What happened? Where were the Jews on Rosh Chodesh? They were in Egypt. Who was the boss on Rosh Chodesh? The Pharaoh. What was our responsibility on Rosh Chodesh? To make pyramids. Were we freed? No. So what does it mean the Geula began? How did the Begeula begin on Rosh Chodesh? And by the way, we know that the Jewish calendar is a living calendar, which means if it began on Rosh Chodesh, that means it's beginning now. We relive it every year. So that means, let the redemption, the redemption begins tonight. What happened tonight? What happened? That's what we want to investigate. But then the Haggadah continues. And the Haggadah says, Ah, Ibayoyim Hahu. If we would just say, I would say you should discuss while it's still day. Why, what does that refer to? Meaning before the night of the 15th, the day of the 14th, the 14th, right? The 14th in the afternoon. Why would I think that you could speak about Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim on the 14th? If anybody wants to be brave, what do you eat for lunch? Erev Pesach. Yeah, what does your mother serve? Arab Pesach. Not much. You can't eat matzah. You can't eat chametz. So Chaim Akoyim Kazan is is offering potatoes. Just a raw potato? I'm sure your mother does some... My mom does potato knishes. So Azriel is offering potato knishes. Chametz? No. Okay. Okay, so we've narrowed it down to potatoes. Kinishes, but not chametz. So, if I may, you know, um, some. I was thinking, you know, judging by the number of haggadahs that sell and the number of cookbooks that sell, and cookbooks sell about a thousand to one. So, thinking of putting in my mother and my grandmother's recipes, Pesach recipes in the haggadah. You know, I was thinking one time so to write a sefer about, you know, like the the 
Rabbi Kiva Eger's wife's recipes, some surfer's wife's recipes, that, that might be uh, a good sell. But in any event, all kidding aside, we, we, potato latkes. Our Masaira is to have potato latkes on Arab Pesach. Okay, so imagine if while you're eating the potato latkes, it would, could you be Makai in the midst of Sipar Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim? So the, the Haggadah says, Yachoyo mi says Reb Chaim Brisker in the stencil. There's an Indian of, of Toisefes Shabbos. There's an Indian of Toisefes Yomtif. So what the Haggadah means is, I would think if you make an early Yomtif, could you make an early Yomtif? Yeah, you could. If, could. Would you be able to do Malacha if you were Mikhail Pesach early? No. So I would think if you make an early Yomtif, you could start speaking about Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. That's what the Haggadah means. That means an early Pesach. You made, you took in Pesach early. So this year I got a new Sefer. I just got it this week, maybe Sunday or Monday. The name of the Sefer is Zaman Chiruseinu. I've been waiting for the Sefer for many years. This is Rav David Koyhein, Roshiva of Hebron, on the Haggadah and on Pesach. It came out last year and it disappeared. Very few copies appeared in America. I borrowed it from someone for a few days. I couldn't get into it. But this year, this year comes primarily from three different Mamarim of Rav David Kayin with a little bit uh, noifech, uh, some humble additions. Rav David Kayin says the Haggadah is not mashma. That what I would have thought is you could talk about Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim if you, if you take in Yom Tif 30 minutes early. And during that 30-minute interval, you could start talking about Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. That's what it means, Yachal mi ba'oid yom. Mi ba'oid yom means that you would think you could talk about Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim the whole day. Does Yachal mi ba'oid yom mean, I would think if you took in Pesach early during that juncture, then you could fulfill the mitzvah of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim? Mi ba'oid yom implies during the day of the 14th, I would have thought you could be Mekayim the mitzvah of Sipar Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. Why would that be? And now we're about to learn a tremendous chiddush. And that is, what do you call the yomtif that you eat matzah? The seven-day yomtif that you eat matzah. That most people refer to it as Pesach. Does the Torah refer to it as Pesach? Never. It is not called Pesach anywhere. The 15th of Nisan is never called Pesach. It is called Chag HaMatzah. What is called Pesach? Be'chodesh HaRishayim. Be'arba Asayim Le'chodesh. Be'in Ha'arbayim Pesach Lashem. Pesach is a six-hour Yom Tif beginning Chatzos midday on the 14th going until the night of the 15th. The night of the 15th is Chag HaMatzos. The six hours from Chatzos Hayoyim and on is Pesach. Why? Because you Shech Tukar Pesach. That is a separate Yom Tif. It's mentioned in Parshas Emar as a separate Yom Tif. There's something called Chag HaPesach from Ben Ho'ar Bayim until the Laila, and the Laila begins Chag HaMatzayis. So says the Avudraham, I would have thought, Mi Ba'oid Yom, says the Rishonim, Kisha Shoichden as Peschayim, when you shech the Karim Pesach. The Shibol HaLeket says the same thing, Mishas Shchitas HaPesach. And with this, we can answer an amazing question. How many strings on tzitzis? On one corner. You have eight strings. Rashi, at the end of Shlach, says, why eight strings? 
connected the eight days that it took the Jewish people from the time we left Egypt until we sang Shira. You remember that, Rashi? That from the time we left Egypt until we sang Shira it took eight days. Obvious question is, we didn't sing Shira on the eighth day, we sang Shira on Shri Shel Pesach, on the seventh day. So what does Rashi mean? For, it took eight days from the time we left Mitzrayim until we sang Shira. Rashi says in Bishalach, we sang Shira on the 21st day of the month, the seventh day of Pesach. Says Maral of Prague, when did we leave Egypt? When we stood up and we physically walked out? We left Egypt when Egypt was destroyed. When was Egypt destroyed? Well, Egypt is destroyed when it loses its source of power in Shemayim. When did Egypt lose its source of power in Shemayim? When the Avodah of Mitzrayim, Baltzafoyim killed over and smashed. When did we destroy the deity of Egypt? Erev Pesach. When we shechted the Karim Pesach, we destroyed the god of the Egyptians. What's the god of the Egyptians? The sheep. So when we slaughtered the sheep, we destroyed the god of the Egyptians. We left Egypt. We left Egypt, Erev Pesach. It took eight days until we sang Shira. What do you mean? But we didn't leave. Oh, come on. We didn't leave. When, when are the Jews liberated? When were the Jews liberated from the camps? When they physically walked out of the camp or when the Nazis were defeated? They're liberated upon defeat of the enemy. The enemy was defeated on Erev Pesach. Why? Because the enemy is only as powerful as its source of Kayach. The source of Egypt is the Tle. The Tle was decimated on Erev Pesach. That's why God says, Mishchu u'kuchu lachem seh. Rashi says in Parashas Baya, number 7, we were shut off be'alilim. We were steeped in idolatry. So God said, in order to extricate yourself from idolatry, draw and take for yourselves the tle and shech the tle, and by doing so, you're going to wean yourself off of Avodah Okay. This might be the most important thing you hear this evening and in the whole season in preparation for Pesach. We talk about, we say the Haggadah. We talk about the freedom that God took us out. We talk about the bitterness. But we know the Gemara says, Maschil Begnos Umasayim Beshvach. What does Maschil Begnos Umasayim Beshvach mean? We have to begin by talking about the disparagement, which the Gemara says means, Metchila Oivde Avoidazara Hayu Avoisenu. We used to serve idols. Why is it important to say that we used to serve idols? What would the halacha be if you, let's say, you get ready for Pesach, so you clean your whole house, and you eat matzah, and you talk about how difficult things were in Egypt, and you talk about the freedom, and you forget to mention that we worshipped sheep in Egypt. You forgot that detail. Are you Mekayim the mitzvah of Sipor Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim? No. Maschil Begnos. You must say that we are idolaters. Why is it important to say that we serve that by the Zara? You know what? I'll tell you the truth. I've thought about the Haggadah before. I never really thought about this. Why is it important to emphasize we used to worship idols? Stop and think about that for a moment. Why is it critical to think that we used to worship idols? Says the Vilna Gain. Three lines. It's unbelievable. 
because we were in a dual galas. We were in a, a physical galas, and we were in a spiritual galas. And God redeemed us physically, and redeemed us spiritually. So therefore, it's not enough to say things were bitter in Egypt. If you just say that it was torturous, and they beat us, and they brutalized us, then all you're focusing on is God redeemed us physically. It is necessary to say we were in spiritual galas. So how do we focus on the fact that we were in a spiritual galas? You must say we were so lost and confused, we worshipped idols. If you don't say that you worshipped idols, then you're not going to be able to focus on the spiritual redemption. Yeah. It is important. You, you wouldn't be Yotzeh. You wouldn't be Yotzeh. <laughs> if you didn't say that your Zayda Terach had idols with eight arms and like three, four stomachs with, with jewelry in the middle of the stomach, you're not Yotzeh the Mitzvah of Sibur Yotzeh Mitzrayim. But the good thing is, we're all Yotzeh because we say the Haggadah and the Haggadah we say, Mitzchila Oivdei Avodah Zara Hayu Avodah right? We're covered, right. But that's why it, it, it needs to be there. I'll tell you the truth. I don't think I ever realized this. It is critical to talk about how low we were spiritually. Why? Because we need to understand God did not just physically redeem us. He spiritually redeemed us. Now, you can't be redeemed if you weren't in Golos. So we were in physical Golos. But how were we in spiritual Golos? You need to focus on the fact that we were, we were OTD. We were off the straight and the narrow. We were not doing the right thing. We were like the Egyptians. So the question is, the physical gullus took place on the 15th of Nisan. When did the spiritual, I'm sorry, the, the physical redemption took place on the 15th of Nisan. When did the spiritual redemption take place? And now we're going to learn there were stages. Okay? Certainly, where we're headed is, there was a great spiritual redemption on Ere Pesach. How so? Well, if we were in spiritual bondage and exile because we worshipped idols, then when we slaughtered the idol, so we're being extricated from spiritual exile. But think about it. We ate the idol. When did we eat the idol? The night of the 15th. We slaughtered the idol. When did we slaughter the idol? The day of the 14th. We took the idol and we tied it to the bed. And like 4 a.m. you hear, <laughs> What, Eitan, what does it sound like? <laughs> if you want to know what it sounds, we have, uh, we have recordings. Part of the... the spiritual redemption was stages. When we ate it, when we slaughtered it, when we took it. And now we're beginning to understand why you would have thought that maybe you should speak about Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim not, not on the 15th. Maybe you should speak about it on the 14th. Because on the 14th, something very important happened. By the way, the Ramah learns if Loyalenu Soen is an Avel, usually Yamtif cuts it, right? So when on Pesach does the Pesach stop Avelos? 12 o'clock Erev Pesach, Avelos is over, it's now Yamtif.
The Ramah writes in Yerodeah Simon Shin Saditas Shin Saditas Samuch Lachashecha Uve Ara Pesach Mutter Bechol Achachatsois Mizman Shchitas Ha Pesach says the Gra Why the Choshev Kemoy Moyev Important halacha every year people forget you know you're not allowed to do Malacha Ara Pesach after Chatsois which means you cannot shave Ara Pesach after Chatsois. You know that halacha? Don't forget. I remember when I was a, when I was a young boy, our Rav, Rav Yitzhak Izvi, he used to always announce in the days of Pesach, make sure you shave before Chatzos uh, Erev Pesach. What? That might be different. No, that might be different. Because the laws are like Cholamay. Uh, so it might be different for a novel. But in general, you have to shave before chatzos. If you forget, it's very complicated. Maybe you need to get a goy to do it for you. Okay. The Pnei Yeshua wonders, why are you not allowed to do malacha Arab Pesach after chatzos? Pnei Yeshua says, because it's yamtif midairaisa. What yamtif is it? It's Pesach. <laughs> it's Pesach. Well, it's a Pesach night. No, Pesach not a night. A night is chagamatzos. A night is chagamatzos. By the way, Keranoira says an amazing thing. We have of Geula. We have four expressions of Geula. The Hoitseisi, the Hitzalti, the Da'alti, the Lakachti, the Hoitseisi. You know when God took us out of Egypt? When we took the sheep to tie it to the bedpost? God took us out of Egypt. Because we, what does that mean? How did God take us out of Egypt? Being in Egypt means our personalities are subjugated to the ideologies of Egypt. So when did He take us out? When we took the sheep that we used to worship and put it by our bed, tied to our bed, saying, we're going to shecht you, Mr. Sheep. And then when we slaughtered it on the 14th, the Hitzalti, he saved us from Egypt. And then when we ate it, he redeemed us from Egypt. And when he took us out, he's Vilakachti. So there are different stages of the spiritual redemption from the land of Mitzrayim. By the way, the uh, tour brings that the Shabbos before Pesach is called Shabbos Haggadah. Why is it called Shabbos Haggadah? Because of the great miracle that happened on that Shabbos that we know that the year that we left Mitzrayim, Pesach was on a Thursday. Yeah? Which means the Shabbos before was Yud. And we took the, sh- the sheep on that day and the Mitzrayim wanted to kill us. By the way, this is the first time in 210 years we find the Egyptians wanted to kill us. For 210 years they wanted to subjugate us. They never tried to kill us. Not until we started up with their God. And we took their God and we tied it to the doorpost. The Egyptians says enough is enough. And on that day they were powerless. Their teeth were gnashed. Sheen of chaos. Their teeth were blunted. They wanted to speak up and they couldn't speak up. By the way, you know, we tell the Russia, Afata Hakeyashina, we blunt his teeth. What, what's this expression of blunting the teeth of the Russia? We're telling the Russia, you're like the Egyptian in Egypt who wanted to stop us from leaving. Who the tour says their reaction was, Hayushina of Chaos. Because of that miracle, it's called Shabbos Hagadol. The Ramos says on Shabbos Hagadol, we should start saying the Hagadah. Says the Gra, why should you start saying the Hagadah? Because that's when the Geula began. How did the Geula begin on Shabbos Haggadah? By the way, the Gras says it's wrong. The Gras says you're not allowed to say the Haggadah on Shabbos Haggadah. 
Because the Haggadah says, I would have thought you could start early, but you're not allowed to. You can only say the Haggadah when the Matzah and the Mara are in front of you. So we're learning a very important uh, basic principle. Probably on some level we knew this very clearly. I think we all understood in Egypt we were, the bondage and the exile and the subjugation was not just physical or spiritual. Everybody understands that. But I don't know how clearly we uh, we comprehend that the redemption was dual. It was a dual redemption. There was a physical redemption. That's when we physically left the morning of the 15th. But there was a spiritual redemption. And the first stage of the spiritual redemption, well, let's go backward. When we, sh- when we ate the current Pesach, that was like the grand finale of the spiritual redemption. When we shechted it on the 14th, that was like a very strong element of the spiritual redemption. When we took it on the 10th, that was also a strong element of the spiritual redemption. And I would humbly assert that a very major element of the spiritual redemption took place on Rosh Chodesh Nisan. And therefore the Haggadah says, I would have thought you should start speaking about Yitzhak and Sam Rosh Chodesh. What do you mean? We were slaves. Yeah, you're right. Physically we were slaves. But the spiritual redemption begins Rosh Chodesh Nisan. Watch how. Look at number 19. The Ritva says in the Haggadah we say, with great awe. What does the Haggadah say Moira Gadol refers to? Giloi Shechina. Revelation of the Shechina. And the big question is, when did this revelation take place? Anybody know? Giloi Shechina. Revelation. So we know that God revealed Himself at Sinai. We know Hashem revealed Himself at the sea. This is my God. In a few weeks ago, I think Parshas Boy, we learned from the Leshem that the night of Egypt, there was such strong divine revelation that Hashem had to get us out so quickly because had He not, we would have been propelled to the 50th level of Kedusha and it would have been the point of no return in terms of holiness. Says the Ritva, there were two revelations in Egypt. One was the night of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, and one was Rosh Chodesh Nisan. The Ritva says, God spoke to Moshe and Aaron Rosh Chodesh Nisan. That was Gilu Shechina, Moira Gado. When? today. So what exactly happened? Okay, now I'm going to tell you the most astounding thing you ever heard about Nisan. How do you spell, Nisan, how do you spell your name? N-I-S-S-I-R. In Hebrew. <laughs> Nisim. Good. Relax, that wasn't so interesting. What? 
Where does the word Nisan come from? Where does the... Miracle. Miracle. And Ezra Cohen showed me like nine years ago from Abshalem Levenstein. I don't think you remember even. Nais Yudnun means continuous. How do I remember? I, I wrote it down more than ten years ago. More than ten years ago. Yud Yud Nais In. Yud Nun at the end means continuous. Continuous. You ready for this? This is a great revelation, Rabbi Yitzhak Isaac Chavah. I never said this over before. Yud is the Chachma El Yoyna because it's indivisible. It's just a dot. Okay? You're watching? So you have Yud K Vav K. You take the Yud. You times each letter by the Yud. Yud times He becomes what? 50. What letter? None. Good. Yud K. Vav. Vav times Yud becomes what letter? What letter? Samach. The He, Yud times He becomes Nun. Nisan is Yud Kevavke. You take the Yud and you multiply each letter of the Havaya, Yud times He, Yud times Vav, Yud times He. The He becomes a Nun, the Vav becomes a Samach, the He becomes a Nun. That's Nisan. Nisan is the greatest manifestation of the Shem Havaya. It's the same with the measurement of the Tevat yeah, similar to that. Yeah. You see how that? Nisan is the Shem Havaya to the 10th degree. God says to the Jewish people, This month should be for you the beginning of the month. I don't understand. When does the year start? The year starts Rosh Hashanah. So how is Nisan the beginning of the year? Yeah, it's very confusing. When's the, when does the year start? It's nice to have new beginnings all the time. It's always nice to have new beginnings. I like new beginnings, you know, fresh start. But what does it mean that Nisan is the beginning of the first month, but Tishrei is Rosh Hashanah? So the Ramban says God switched it. In order to commemorate the redemption from Egypt, God says, let's start the year from the month that I took you out of Egypt. Comes Rabbi Yitzchak Isaac Chavar. Now, whenever you hear Rabbi Yitzchak Isaac Chavar, Rabbi Yitzchak Isaac Chavar is one of the go-to sources of Rabbi David Koyin of the Chevron Yeshiva. He's a great bucky in the works of the Gra, Rabbi Yitzchak Isaac Chavar. And Rabbi Yitzchak Isaac Chavar develops the following idea. Until God took us out of Egypt, the world basically ran the Derech HaTeva. Which means that, you know when it rained? When there was enough moisture in the atmosphere so that the moisture could condense and form clouds and the clouds got heavy, that's when it rained. And you know when farmers were able to produce crops, when they plowed properly, planted properly, watered properly, then they had successful crops. And you know when people were healthy? When people ate healthily and they took care of themselves, they were healthy. Everything ran That is the system of the world that God set up when He created the world on Rosh Hashanah. Comes Rosh Chodesh Nisan and God says, you know, imagine a big factory with like a crank. God pulled the crank. Stop! Stop! The world doesn't work that way anymore. You know when it rains? When you dive in properly and you say, Mashrach Marda Goshem. And you come 
early to the tefillah, and you don't bring in distractions, and you don't speak by the davening, when you daven properly, it rains. What does my davening have to do with rain? Nothing. But now I've changed the running of the world. The world does not work anymore. It's linked, it's hooked into your actions. And you know when people are healthy? When they exercise, when they have omega-3, when they eat flaxseed oil? Not, not really. That, doesn't, that, that just makes people feel good. It's just a psychological ploy. People are healthy when they're mekayim taramitzvahs. One second. Why do I put on tefillin, kahalacha, that's going to affect my health? Yeah. That's how, but it doesn't look that way. I know it doesn't look that way. But I programmed the world that that's how it works. And you know when people make money? When they fulfill the mitzvahs. Why? What does one thing to, to do, have to do with the other? It doesn't seem to be related, cause and effect. God changed the way the world. The world now no longer works bederach ateva. It works bederach nisi, dependent on a person's actions. When? So that means the world was recreated. When was the world recreated? Rosh Chodesh Nisan. Rosh Chodesh Nisan is the beginning of the world's operation. Shaloi kederach ateva. Bederach nisi lefi masav shalada. Yes. Everything was changed. That this new process of creation. Look at number twenty-one. Rabbi Yisachar Isaac Chaver says, "Shabeis Yitzias Mitzrayim hayamamish brias oila mechadosh al sidur hashkacha beinyanisi hefechateva hamutva betchilas briasai." So it's interesting. Rabbi Yitzchak Chavar says, the original creation begins in Chodesh Tishrei. And then he, he brings in the idea from the Arizal that the Arizal says Hashem's plan was to create the world in Tishrei and in actuality he created it in Nisan. By the way, Toysus also says that. But another meaning is Tishrei is the beginning of the movement of the year where the world operates, and then God's changed it, He stopped it. Now, listen carefully. When Hashem originally created the world, so everything is dependent on Mazolos. The problem was, Avram Avinu could not have a child. Because Avram looked in the Mazolos, and the Mazolos said, this man cannot conceive. This man cannot produce a child. So Hashem said, no, Avram, you're a Jew. Jews, the world operates differently for Jews. For Jews, the world does not operate b'derech ha-teva. It works l'mala m'na-teva. So Avram Avinu says, yeah, but, but uh, that's only when you start the, the year from Nisan. Hashem says, okay, you're right. I didn't change that yet. But for you, I'm going to give you a little taste. Therefore, Yitzchak will be born in Chodesh Nisan. That's why Yitzchak was born in Chodesh Nisan. Because Yitzchak could only be born at, in the month where the world is not operating b'derech ha-teva. It's operating l'mala m'na-teva. If you look at number 22, Rabbi Yitzhak Isaac Chavar wrote a wondrous work on the Haggadah. It's called Haggadah's Yad Mitzrayim. He writes that Yitzhak Mitzrayim was a Bria Chadasha Mamish. You see, God created the world with a certain system that stopped on a dime, dime Chavtes Adar, Rosh Chodesh Nisan. God smashed the force and the influence of the Mazalos. Now, it's interesting. The Egyptians worshipped the sheep. And the sheep 
is dominant. So it's not only that the Egyptians bow down to sheep, but that was the physical manifestation of their Avodah Zarah, but the spiritual source of the Tleh was the mazel of Chaydash Nisan. So God says, we're going to completely demolish Egypt. You're going to slaughter their sheep. And in the month that's dominated by the mazel of the Tleh, I'm going to take you out of Egypt that month to indicate that that mazel has no influence and no force whatsoever. So it comes out that while the Jewish people were trying to rid themselves of the influence of Avodah Zarah, let's try to de- let's try to trace back the development of the process of freeing themselves from the influence of Avodah Zarah. The final blow is when we ate the sheep the night of the fifteenth. The penultimate blow is when we slaughtered the sheep on the day of the fourteenth. The anti-penultimate blow is when we took the sheep on the tenth. And I don't know how to say in Latin the fourth to last. But the fourth to last blow is when the Egyptians who are banking on the month of Nisan being mazel tleh and God said, I've been waiting to take you out. I could have taken you out six months ago. But if I would have taken you out six months ago, the Egyptians would have said, well, God didn't want to start up with our God, Tleh. But he never would have been able to get you out in the month of Tleh. So God said, no, 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 I'm waiting for Tleh. I ain't taking you out until it's the month dominated by the Tleh. And I'm going to turn against the Tleh and say, this month, which was the Egyptian month, Lachem! I'm giving it to you now. The Tleh is a bottle of It's nothing. It's meaningless. It has no impact whatsoever. Says Rabbi Yitzhak Isaac Chavar, now I understand. I would have thought that you should relate the events of the Exodus on Rosh Chodesh. What happened on Rosh Chodesh? What happened on Rosh Chodesh? It was the beginning of the redemption. Usually the beginning of something is the most important time. We know that we fast on Tisha B'Av, not on the 10th when it burnt down. We fast on the 9th when the fire ignited on the temple. Because Aschalas Puranasa Adifa, the beginning of punishment is worse. So it just occurred to me, so I would have thought the same way when it comes to punishment, Aschalta de Puranasa Adifa, when it comes to Redemption, adifa. The beginning of the redemption is very great. And when did the beginning of the redemption come? The beginning of the redemption came when Kaiso began to realize that Hakadosh Baruch Hu was waiting to show the world, Ein Mazal Yisrael Bechlal. There is no Mazal for Klal Yisrael. There's an amazing Aruch Hashulchan. I said it over on Shabbos. But it's gonna, this takes on a new form in this context. Our Hashulchan wants to know, what's so special about Nisan? The Mitzrim worshipped the Tleh, the sheep, which is the head of the Mazalais, in the circle of the Mazalais. Mazal Tleh is dominant in Nisan. You ever wonder, what happened? Makas Barad, Paray was a mamisha, a big... You ever see sometimes on Yom Kippur... You have a guy, all of a sudden Yom Kippur. He looks like he's the biggest tzaddik in the world, right? 
that's, uh, Yom Kippur could do that to a guy. The rest of the year, he's uh, brazen. Yom Kippur has a power to uh, humble somebody. So can you imagine, Makas Barat, power is like, oh, Hashem Atzadik, God is righteous, I'm wicked. And then, Makas Arba, Pari got brazen again. Pari chased out Moshe Rabbeinu. And then by Makas Choshech, he said, Moshe, I never want to see your face again. I don't understand what happened. <laughs> by Arba, by Arba, he said, God, uh, by Barad, he said, God is righteous. I'm wicked. And then, a few weeks later, by Arba, he chases out Moshe Rabbeinu. And by Choshech, he said, I never want to see you again. Says Archa See, Pari was a great man in, in Avodah Zarah. So, so long as he's four months away from his God's month, he's very afraid of Moshe Rabbeinu. So he tells Moshe, God is righteous, and me and my cohorts are wicked. But as the days of Nisan are getting closer, Pari is saying to himself, you know, if I could just stick it out until the month of my God, I'm going to dominate those Jews. So by Makas Arbe, three months before, he chased Moshe out. And Choshech, two months before, or month before, he said, Moshe, I never want to see you again because if I ever get to Nisan, I'm going to subjugate you again. So God said, I'm waiting. I could take you out in Teves, in Shvat, in Adar. I'm waiting for Nisan because I know during Nisan, all the Egyptians, they're going to start worshiping the sheep. It's going to be the month of the lamb chop. They don't eat lamb chops in Egyptian, in Egypt. That's why Jews like to eat lamb chops. It's an avoida. It's a holy avoida of abolishing the Avodah of Mitzrayim. And Hashem says, I'm waiting till Chodesh Nisan, the month of Teleh, the month that Pari is banking on, the month that he is trusting in. And I'm going to turn on him and I'm going to say, this month that Pari has been waiting for, HaChodesh Hazeh Lochem, it's for you, I'm giving it to you. Mazel Teleh has no, uh, no strength, has no power so if you wanted to know what is the development of the redemption, the spiritual redemption of the Jewish people, the answer is it's a four-step process. On Rosh Chodesh, the Ritva says there was Giloy Shechina and Mitzrayim. That all the Egyptians, you can imagine, the night before Rosh Chodesh, they were sharpening their swords, they were getting themselves ready, they were going to turn on us, even though they were contemplating sending us out, they were going to turn on us. And all of a sudden, the night of Rosh Chodesh, there's great Gilo Shechina, Vayoymer Hashem El Moshe V'yal Aroin B'yaretz Mitzrayim Leymar, HaChodesh Hazel Lochem, there was Gilo Shechina. Klaiso said, what do you mean? What about the force of Tleh? God abolishes the Tleh. And all of a sudden, we started to have second thoughts about worshiping the Tleh. And then God says, I want you to do another thing. I want you to take the sheep physically and tie it to your doorposts on the 10th. That's why it's called Shabbos Hagadol, says the Bnei Yisachar. Because on that Shabbos, we recognize that God is Gadol Mikhail like Him. He's greater than all the Mazalites. So step one was Rosh Chodesh, the abolishment of Mazal Tla. Step two was the 10th, the taking of the sheep. Step three was the slaughter of the sheep on the 14th. And step four was the Achilas Karben Pesach. So now we read the Haggadah, reads so beautifully. I would have thought 
that just like in general we always focus on the beginning of something, it's always the greatest element, the same way on Tisha B'Av. By the way, Pesach and Tisha B'Av are, are the same day of the year, right? We know we eat one. The reason we have a Beitzah on, t- on Lel Seder is because the night of the Seder, this year, Seder night is what? Wednesday. Wednesday night. So Tisha B'Av will be Wednesday night. So there's no Wednesday night share the week of Pesach, and there won't be a Wednesday night share the week of Tisha B'Av. So just like Tishvav, we go to Aschalta de Paranusa, I would have thought, that's the beginning of what? The physical redemption? No, the Goyim says, there are two Golosim. There's the Golos HaNefesh and the Golos HaGuf. So the Golos HaNefesh began Rosh Chodesh. So I would have thought, that's when you should speak about Sivar Yitzhak So why don't you? You know why we don't? Because the Torah says, <laughs> You would have. You actually would have. But the Torah says, you got to wait. Until that day. Oh, but maybe it's when you shech the carbon Pesach. That's when we really got rid of the Avedah Zara. No, sorry. You're, you would have been right if it wouldn't have said, Bavurzeh. Bavurzeh says it has to be the night. We don't discuss the events of Yitzhak Mitzrayim until the night of the 15th. The night of the 15th was the completion of the spiritual redemption of the Jewish people. And it's... Uh, worthwhile to really focus on both elements of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, the Gulas HaNefesh and the Gulas HaGuf. And it's also worthwhile to appreciate then every stage of it. Because we start, we sort of say to ourselves, okay, Pesach! When's the night of Pesach? And you know, what Shabbos HaGadol? I don't know. It's, it's a day where there's a long speech. You know, what's the 10th? I don't know. What's Rosh Chodesh? I don't know. No. Pesach already begins. The redemption of Pesach begins now. So the title of the shir was Rosh Chodesh Nisan. Redemption begins now. So we should be zoicha that just like 3,300 years ago, Hashem took us out physically from Mitzrayim and spiritually from Mitzrayim. So may the Rebbe Shalom redeem all of us from our Golos HaGuf, from our Golos HaNefesh, and we should be zoicha that Benisa Nigalu, Benisa Nasidan Ligoel, not just from the Shibod Haguf, but also the Shibod Hanefesh. And we should be zoicha to all the great brachos of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, of Achrei Chen Yitzhu Brachosh Godol, and all the Choylem should be Nisrapu, and all the Bali Mumen should be Niskan, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu should provide us with the Mon, and the Be'er, and all the Toivos that we're going to talk about, Lel Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. And Chavetz Chaim said, when Chazal say, it means that it's very, very likely. So, Be'ezus Hashem, we should be zoicha. Thank you very much. Sorry? Any farm store will have it. Okay, could I say? But it happens to be available at the share, yeah. SGO620? Yeah. Can you hear where it's available? 27. It's at any farm store, okay? I think so. All right, let's try the one locally to Main Street. Second thing is, never ask a question before. Is there any significance like saying being Pesach? Paul, you know what? I have a live crowd here, so I'm going to try to contact you.
maybe tomorrow, okay? Or call okay, me fine. if you could okay, call me tomorrow, you. it's even better. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye bye. Going backwards, the last statement um, of creation, the first statement of creation was voracious. Right. Yeah. Next week there's a shul, right? Right. Right. Next week there, there is a shul. Um, next week there's a shul. Let's go down yeah. tomorrow. We, we yeah. have a shul next yeah, week. Yeah, next week. Also, you know, Bedamai Chayi, Bedamai Chayi, you know, it's also the redemption, you know, by doing the Beit Hamikdash. It's the new you know, the the hay, they put it in the mashkoch.
Hey, he's coming up. I know. He's all locked up. I'll, I'll close the lights, Mike. Okay? Chris, Chris, Chris. Chris, I'm sorry. I don't know why. Why do I keep calling you Mike? Chris, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll close the lights on the way out. This one you got to watch them for it. Okay? It's really good. It's really good. Okay? It's really, it's really, really good. How many go, how many go, I'll, I'll give you a part of the answer. How many go on this one? Let me try. Oh, that, that's the channel. Okay, I'll catch you. I'll catch you. Okay, I'll catch up. Okay. So I locked everything up. I didn't want to touch. I didn't okay. want to touch this. Thank you, thank you. You want to rush? You got two seconds. Sure. This guy is, uh, you know, down my back. No, uh, Chris. No, I, I told him I'm going to lock up. Okay. Can I get you? Yes, yeah, sure. I'm going to make a very. Um, <laughs> sure. Can you make it after my wife? Of course. Huh? Yeah. She, she <laughs> has been my issues. Everybody's locking up here. Yeah. 
Of course. Sure. I put all the, I put them all in the box. Yeah, okay, sure. Okay. No, I just, you don't have to carry it.
the view and you have to get dressed when you're going to school. Like you like if if you were going to work you'd be dressed, but even you Okay. <laughs> right. And then on Sunday I wore jeans, she goes, Right, today is any different than the rest of the <laughs> and, uh, she was if it wasn't for her. We went to the Ohio. She bought it for me. You're writing, you're writing, you're writing. There's nobody, no, no bigger in the trial. That's for sure. That, that is for sure. Her name is Aviva Batya. Perfect name. Perfect name. I'm writing it to her. Yes. 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 Okay. Is that crazy? I, I went I, yesterday and you got an offer that day? I mean, we've gone before, but but I, it was like yesterday I was like so distraught. I was really, I was, yesterday was really a bad day. I was supposed to have an interview on, on Wednesday or Thursday that got canceled and this and that. And I was, I was really in a bad place. And then she said, come on, we're going. And, and I was really, I said, I can't go into Nisa. I just, I cannot go into Nisa. Minister Mayim, not even a question. Not even a question. Not even a question. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay, to be Amen. 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 Alright. <laughs> did, did you ever sign a safer to a, to a, to a, to a woman before? <laughs> Come on, there's always a first. You can yeah. say there's always a first. <laughs> Um, she is mamish amazing. But what she did with me with the, with the pants, it was like I was telling somebody <laughs> that she goes, she goes, that I never heard before. But he goes, I get it, I get it, I get it. That's very, sure. very impressive. I actually, I'll just tell you a very funny story. So I was talking to somebody. At the beginning of the week, you know, I was telling him that she was making me work. And he goes, you know, he goes, I consider myself this other guy I'm doing. He goes, I consider myself a pretty learned guy, you know. I went and I grabbed a glass and I put myself a cup of milk. And my wife goes, that's a flash of glass. <laughs> so we go, I'm pretty sure that, she goes, not in my kitchen, is it? <laughs> she goes, so maybe we should put together a little book of, uh, <laughs> you know, glasses. Look at this. There's milk, milk in place of glasses. There's pants and there's jeans. The difference between pants and jeans. Self-faced mushroom. Huh? self mushroom. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um. 
have to think how to write this. You want to take it? You want to think about it? You know, I don't want to put you on the spot right now. What's her name? Ba yeah, Aviva? Aviva Pacho. Okay. <laughs> I hope this came out good. What? May I read? Sure.
I mean, I mean, thank you. <laughs> this will be this will be more than jewelry for us. <laughs> but I, you know, and I, I just, I said it can't be that others in the past go into Nissan and 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 wow. and, and yesterday, error, you know, pretty much error. And then I was saying, you know, like, oh, you know, you do things, whatever else. And so, and I, I'm sorry to, to take up your time. Yeah. Somebody was sitting Shiva in, in Cedarhurst. Whatever, yeah. So her father, she's an older woman. Her father was my surgeon 40 years ago. Okay, it literally saved my life. Really? Okay, literally saved my life. I, I had Crohn's disease, I, I was in really bad shape and things like that, and I was in and out of hospital on a regular basis. Really? Yeah, really, yeah. Her father was a guy named Ira Friedman. Do, do you know there was a, um, what was this, uh, his son was killed uh, walking home to shul on a shop if somebody jumped the car, uh, car jumped the car, whatever else. Anyway, it's just an amazing guy. He just passed away on Sunday. She's sitting shiv against the earth. I told Aviva, I said, I just, I just want to go. I haven't spoken to the guy in 40 years, whatever, since the day I walked out of the hospital. I said, I just, it's just... So who was sitting Shiva? His daughter. His for him? Daughter, for him. Oh. His daughter, for him. And he healed you from the Crohn's? Yeah, yeah. You don't have any issue there? I, I never, from the day I walked out of the hospital. How's that possible? He, he basically said, you know what? I'm going to go out on a limb here. He says, you're Crohn's. Do you know Crohn's? Not really. So Crohn's is what they call the Jewish mother's disease. Right. It's, it's pretty much basically the Jewish people. Right. And your, your small intestine narrows, okay, because it gets inflamed, there's a whole, whatever. He goes, in, in, most, in a lot of people, it's in mo a lot of places in the small intestine. He goes, I'm going to go out on a limb here. He goes, your Crohn's is pretty much localized. I think, I think that if I, really, I, he goes, I'm, I'm telling you, he goes, I'm not going to promise, he goes, but I, I, I got a good feeling that if I cut, and I cut, and I reattach, you have a good shot that it won't ever come back. Really? This was 40 years ago, back at the hospital. Yeah, and I never, never walked inside of a hospital again. Unbelievable. I, I'm, and I'm telling you, when I heard that he passed away, I was like, I just, just, just to be, you know, her courage spoke to her father, her father, for what he wow. did to me. Wow. You never know, right? You never know. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it was a great, uh, actually, the funny thing. They have all kinds of, like, uh, digestive issues. Who, you? Yeah. Oh, really? Like IBS. Oh. I'm living my whole life with that. So maybe it's Crohn's. Did you ever get a diet? Did you ever get no, a... No, I don't like doctors. I'm not, I, like, huh? I, I don't... No. Nah. It's not I, like that bad. I mean, it's uncomfortable. It's I couldn't... I, every time I had a test, every time I had to go to... It got nervous. I was running to the bathroom. I this and that. It's, uh... It was... It was... It was pretty bad. I mean, let me put it this way, okay? I was never able to go above, like, 160, okay? weight-wise, okay, because I was just constantly, yeah. okay, within like two weeks after the surgery, I was up to like 175. 
That's that's how wow. I, that, that's that's a, you know. Wow. Then she turned around and said, "You got to go on a diet." Right. <laughs> okay. But I went, yeah, but that so you so you also you should. Um, I do a lot of things that like um, I take fiber with every meal. Right. And I take probiotics and. Okay, on the probiotics, yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah, I mean, listen, you could have Crohn's or whatever it could be. That's uh, it was called the Jewish the Jewish guilt disease. That's a, wow. That's a, the guy this guy Janowitz at Mount Sinai was the one. Him and Crohn's shared an office, and they were the ones that uh, that discovered it and named it and whatever else. So crazy. But this guy Ira Friedman was a, was a mala. He was a mala. Yeah. I hope the inscription is okay. It's right? perfect. It's perfect. It's great. It's <laughs> great. Okay, you should have only Mazel Tov. To me, just going into Nisan was just a different. I mean, it's just everything should go well, smooth yeah. in the new job. Yeah. Yeah.
What do you mean?